everybody. Cheryl Boggs Ministries presents Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is truly the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this program. I pray, God, that people that are listening and that are logged on, God, that they will receive a word from you. I thank you for an uplifting, inspiring, encouraging program on today. And I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. I'm Cheryl Boggs, and you're listening to Resting in His Word. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So go ahead, call, text, or email a friend. Let them know that Resting in His Word is on the air, and they'll be so glad that you did. Yes, yes, this truly is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. How about you? It's a B-E-A beautiful day here in the Dallas, Texas, Arlington, Bedford, Texas. Hey, this whole surrounding areas here in Texas, all is well. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and I want you to know that the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Well, I've got a great show for you today. I really wanted to revisit uh, Joy Pittman's um, you know, when where faith meets strategy. So you're going to get a, a glimpse, another chance to listen to that in the second hour of the Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word. In just a little bit, Evelyn J is going to join with her Empowered and Joy segment. And we'll take a walk in the word, walk in the word with Elder Brett. Guilford. It has been a wonderful day. It's been a busy day, but it's been a wonderful day. And I'm just thankful to the Lord. And uh, not just because it's November, not just because it's Thanksgiving month, but I want to be thankful. And I know you do too. You want to be thankful every day. Because if you have a pulse, if you still have a pulse, you have a purpose. Hey, if you enjoy the Cheryl Boggs show, uh, why don't you log on to fbrn.us, which is fishbowlradionetwork.us, and scroll up to the top, and you'll see where there's a vote for the Sharkies Awards. It's at the top. Click on that, and then you'll need to type my name in for Female Host of the Year and the Show of the Year. Type that in. There's only four categories, so... Uh, you'll be able to go in and do that. And I would greatly appreciate your vote. All right. Well, 
Let's see what time it is. It is almost that time for Lady Evelyn J to do her Empowered Enjoy segment. And if she's ready, I know you guys are ready. All right, so I'm going to bring her on now. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's such a great honor and privilege and uh, blessing to be back this evening on another Monday evening. I cannot believe this is November the 6th, and we are almost going into Thanksgiving and getting ready to cross over into December, my favorite time of the year. I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving. But I it's something about Christmas. It does something to me. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's the birth of Jesus. But we don't know specifically when he was born. But anyway, we set aside, we celebrate Jesus every day we wake up. But we give that month to our Lord and Savior to recognize. I know it's a commercial commercial month. Everybody's going to be buying gifts. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a blessing to give than to receive. But it's just a, a great thing to know that we had a Savior that died on the cross for us, that we all might have a right to the tree of life. And I'm so thankful that he died on the cross for me. So this is the month of Thanksgiving. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about being grateful. Every time this month rolled around, we thank God. We, we're grateful every day. Every day we wake up, we have something to be grateful for. And I'm going to tell you, I was in service yesterday, and I was so blessed. I was just thrilled with the message. It was just anointing yesterday. That's all I could say. If you were not in the service, <laughs> I don't know if I could really explain how I felt, but it was so powerful in the house. And I thank God for the visiting minister that came. I'm lifting him up in prayer. And I'm just thanking God of the message that he brought. And I think I was more in tears because he, he kind of sounded like my father preaching. And just to see him stand in that pulpit, I just reminisced on my father. You know, my father's deceased, but I even got an opportunity to tell him that uh, the visiting minister, that he sounds so much. His mannerism was almost to the point of my father because my dad was a country country boy, country man, gentleman, whatever. And um, he didn't mind preaching. Lord have mercy. And so when I heard the gentleman yesterday, I couldn't do nothing but just cry because I could just feel the, the power coming from him. My father preached with power and the man Sunday preached with power. So we're lifting him up in prayer and so grateful that our pastor and uh, Bishop bring in people that have a heart to share a good word for us. You know, we can sit under people that uh, could just bring anything over you, but I'm just so thankful ever since I've been at this location where I attend that we have been blessed with great ministers that can come and pour into us, uh, not alone just on Sunday, but we had a beautiful time on Saturday being trained and learning what servitude is all about. I, I was a, I was very active in my dad's church. I directed the choir. I sung. I did everything. I was the janitor. If nobody else swept, I swept the church, whatever. But just to know when you, you when you serve you got to serve with excellence you have to serve with the 
heart of Jesus on your mind. And so I'm thankful because I can say I have volunteered for a lifetime, seemed like. <laughs> when I was at my dad's church, I volunteered. I served. And what servitude is, it's about humbling yourself. It's humbling yourself to others and not taking it to the point of, uh, I got to serve these people. I don't want to. This is not. No. You have to have a heart for serving. It's just like me and my sister was talking about today, um, an experience that she had um, with going into outlets, retail stores, and you get someone that look like they mad at you. You don't even want to go through somebody's lane. You go to a grocery store or wherever you go and you're being serviced. As the receiver of the person that's serving you, you definitely want to feel like, okay, you were hired for this position, but it looked like you're mad. So, you know, do you really need to be on this position? So I'm just thankful everything was broken down on the Saturday evening, had an awesome time. But I want to switch over to why we need to be grateful. We always, every day we wake up, I know we're all grateful. I know I'm grateful every time I wake up. But when I wake up, before I get out of the bed, I said, thank you, God. You allowed me to come over into the next day. Ah, I said, thank you, God, for allowing me to breathe again. You know, because over in the midnight hour, we don't even know what's going on around us. There's people that may not have woke up because somebody broke in their home. Somebody done accosted them, done took them out. But God has given us an opportunity to be here. And there is a reason that he breathes life into us. If we're here, there's a reason. We got our job uh, cut out for us as believers. I say that all the time. We have a job that we have to do. God has all of us on an assignment. There's many members, but one body. But the many members that are uh, available to do the task, we have to get out there and do the task for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by going out, lifting him up, telling our testimonies and sharing the goodness of the Lord. Uh, and then when we share the goodness of the Lord, he said, if you go lift me up, I would draw all men unto me. And, you know, I used to interpret that just singing in church, lifting Jesus up. No, he said, you go out and you lift me up. You witness to others. You're giving them a testimony of redemption. You're giving them a testimony of of maybe surviving cancer because you know there's a lot of people and I know a lot of recent people that I personally know have died of cancer this is an epidemic a cancer is an epidemic and I said for the last couple of years everybody I've known you know years ago people used to just die in their sleep and you said they went on in their sleep the, and that's what everybody has desired. I want to just go on in my sleep. But people are dying with this, this, this virus, this, this epidemic cancer is taking people out. So I am rebuking it. I'm decreeing and declaring. And I pray that you can decree and declare with me that this will not come to my doorstep. You know, we have to rebuke. Uh, the diseases and all of this, you know, my man, my niece was talking about Psalms 91 and I went and listened to Psalms 91 over uh, last week. And I just love what it says in there. You know, we have to build our faith up. 
You know, we have to pray. And whatever God's will is, let it be done. If it's his time for me, if it's time for me to go home, God's going to call me home. But if he's saying, have faith and believe that I'm going to heal you and deliver you and get you up out of your sick bed, then that so it be. So anyway, I don't want to get too far off in that. I want to stay on my, <laughs> my message tonight about being grateful. You know, when I start talking about being grateful, it's not just because I want to talk about it. It's because there's so much that I can thank God for those close calls, the bullets, people just shooting randomly. And I'm in crossfire and it missed the bullet misses me. You know, I hate that it hit the person that it did and took that person's life. But, you know, it's just how God is so grateful to protect us when he needs to protect us. Because he said, no, my child, your assignment is not over. You have a purpose here. We've all been given something, a gift. We've been given a gift. Some of us got to dig for it. Some of us don't know what it truly is or what their purpose is on this earth. But you got to dig for it. And, you know, you got to stir up your gifts and allow God to use you in a way that he wants to use you. I tell my son, I say, you got God on your life. I don't know if you're going to be a preacher or you're going to be a songster or whatever. I said, but you have an assignment for your life. So I said, you better, st you better start praying and asking God what you need to do. And I thank God that he has uh, uh, brought me to the point where I'm doing what I do. And I love what I do. I love coming on here sharing scriptures. I love coming on here testifying. I just love the Lord because he first loved me. So I have to give back. He gave to me. So I have to give back. That's how I look at, uh, at serving the Lord. He gave to me life. So in turn, I need to give something back. You know, my service, my hand praise, my mouth to sing, my voice to testify and tell of the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for me. That's what the purpose and the assignment is all about. Just making sure we give the one that gave us everything and still has not stopped giving us things. Because what we do, we ask for it because he said he'd give us the desires of our heart. And what has God done? He's given us the desires of my heart. So now it's time for us to give back to God. Oh, let me get on. <laughs> but five things to be grateful for. And I just quickly wrote these down before the program. Let me grab a little water here. I, I have five things that was on my mind that I'm so grateful for. And it might say more than five, so that's okay. Because <laughs> when you start talking about and thinking about the goodness of God, it just brings so much stuff back to memories. I thank God, first of all, that I, I put, I'm grateful that I learned to put God first in my life. I'm so grateful that, um, that he gave me a family. Number two, God gave me a family, an immediate family. And then he gave me another family, my husband and my son. And I'm thankful for that. I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful that he gave me two beautiful parents that are gone on to glory. He gave me two beautiful parents that knew how to pray and intercede for their children, eight of us. And, you know, God, I'm so grateful that all of us, all of their children are still alive to complete the assignments that God has put on each of us. 
And so I'm so grateful for that. And I'm seeing it coming out. I'm seeing the, the birthing of, of what their purposes is all about. I'm seeing that being birthed today. So I'm grateful for that because that's something that my mother and father prayed. When you have eight children, you have to really, I think they stayed on their knees 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year with eight kids. So I'm just grateful for parents that planted the word of God in me when they did, because when they planted the word of God in me, they built my foundation on a solid rock. You know, we can't we can't build a foundation on sand. The water could come in and pull the sand out from under the foundation. And then what happens? <laughs> so they built it on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for just life. In general, I am so grateful when I wake up. Sometimes I'm not always feeling my best. Sometimes I'm just like, ah, you know, things, you know, the, 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 the life can get to people. And I can understand why some people experience mental issues and all sometimes depression. Because if you can't handle the pressure that you see in the world, then what happens to your mind? You start thinking, your mind's causing you to think. You, you no longer need to be here. You can't handle what you see. You can't even handle what you have in your, your environment. But I'm thanking God that he gave me my right mind. He said he wouldn't give us the spirit of fear. But he gave us love and power and a sound mind. I'm grateful for a sound mind. I thank God every day that I can wake up and I can think for myself. I can do things intricately. Because God is the one that gave me the grace to um, to do the things I'm doing today. And I'm allowed me to be here to even come on. And I and, and y'all apologize I apologize again. I thought I had plugged up my laptop, but one moment I'll get this plugged in. God is good. I did all my checks, but that I forgot. <laughs> but anyway, he gave me the mind to get it all, get it plugged in quickly before I lost you all. But God has given us so much to be thankful for. You know, when we get together at Thanksgiving, that's a great time to get together with family because family means everything. Yeah, we can have friends, best of friends, but family is very important. Family is is the I think it's just the the, the, the the catalyst that keeps the world going, family. <laughs> and we got to love one another. But I thank God that we can get together and break bread. I thank God that we can come together and just break bread with one another and love one another, learn how to love one another. You know, we're going through a process in my family. We're, we're identifying each other as adults now because we went through a lot as young kids uh, growing up in the church as preachers, kids, as some stigmatism is that preachers' kids were bad. I I don't think we're bad. <laughs> we just need to be saved and delivered, just like anybody else. But anyway, you know, so it's a, it was a lot. For eight kids, we all had eight different personalities. We all thought different. We all wanted to do our own thing. But I thank God how God can bring a family full circle. There's a lot of families that are not getting along with one another. They will not break bread together. They're not grateful for one another. And so I'm just praying that in this season, 2024, 2023, I'm sorry, uh, in 2023, that families that are broken, they can come back together again, like the potter's hand, how the potter, the pot, the pot broke, but the potterer 
can put it back together again. I just love the fact that even though uh, family may be in, 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 um, at odds with one another, but some kind of way God brings it back together again. And I'm thanking God for that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't speak so lightly of myself because I got so much to be grateful for. I just thank God because there's been many times that I've been sick. I've had major surgeries. I never thought I was going to make it out of those surgeries. And, but here today in 2023, I can stand up and say, thank you, God, for blessing me to be here. It's powerful. One of the scriptures that I do want to leave, a couple of scriptures that I want to leave with you before I sign off, and that is First uh, Thessalonians. This is all about being grateful. Rejoice always. When we're grateful, we got to rejoice always. I'm not just grateful because this is the month of November. I'm grateful every single day that the Lord has granted me to see. He said, rejoice. Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Mm. When you up, give them thanks. When you're down, give them thanks. When you don't think nothing can nothing can ever go right, give them thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give God thanks for everything. Because you know what? He hears our prayers. He knows what we go through before we even. He knows our thoughts, number one. He knows our thoughts before we even think of the, the thoughts. He knows everything. <laughs> and in uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, mm, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Woo! Thank you, God. Thank you. I just love the fact that um, there are scriptures in there that, that can help us to know how to be grateful if we don't know. Because a lot of people didn't grow up like me in church. There's a lot of people in the world that don't, don't know anything about God, never been exposed to God. So I'm just so thankful that we can go to our Internet, pull up Google, and we can just read things to people or encourage them to go, you know, pull up. You know, if you're depressed, pull up depressed and pull up some Bible verses to help you get through that struggle because you can be delivered. The man that was in the in the graveyard, they couldn't even put fetters on him because he would break the chains. He was so possessed. He had a mental condition and his mental condition was the demons that were inside of him. And the demons were speaking to Jesus and telling him to cast us into the, to the pigs. And when they cast them into the pigs, the pigs went crazy and ran off the cliff. So the man was, he was tormented day and night. But I am grateful to know that God delivered that man's mental capacity to normal in the precious name of Jesus. Go in there and read that. It says, but First uh, Corinthians 15, 50, uh, I'm sorry, First Corinthians 15, 57, it says, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you just love the Lord Jesus Christ? Don't you just love when you can hear about the word of God and it does something. It, it just pricks your spirit. 
it causes you to shout. It causes you to shudder. It's just like, oh my God, when that when that word, when that word hits you, that's just like when Mary saluted uh, Elizabeth. When she saluted Elizabeth, the baby leaped in her belly. <laughs> he leaped in her belly because she was carrying Jesus Christ in her belly. And John was Elizabeth's son, and it leaped in her belly when Mary made that salutation. Praise be to God. We're so thankful and grateful for Mary being the one chosen to carry our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is going to be my last scripture I'm going to read, 2 Thessalonians 1, 3. We ought to always, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love of all of you have for one another is increasing. Mm, that is powerful. So I thank God for the reading of that word because it really helps me. When I read it to you, it's helping me at the same time. So I want to encourage you, if you don't have a church home, uh, wherever you live or wherever you may hear my, our voices, uh, search out a Bible-believing church and just pray and ask God to lead you and guide you to a church that could help bring you to where you need to be. It's the Word of God that's going to build you up. It's the Word of God that's going to make you strong. And you have to be able to assemble yourself around the strong because the strong has to bear the infirmities of the weak. So God bless everybody and may he keep you and come back and join on next Monday evening on Empowered and Joy. I'm your host, Lady Evelyn J. God bless you. Hey, y'all, what's going on? It's Devon Franklin. You're listening to Cheryl Boggs resting in his word. That's the only place you need to be. Stay right here. Don't turn. God bless you. Hi, this is Jay Jerome. This is Jay Jerome, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Beautiful people, this is Major Mr. This is why I love you. And we're rocking with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in, resting in His Word. What's up? It's your man Montel Jordan, and this is how we do it. You listen to my girl Cheryl Boggs, and we're resting in His Word. Hi, this is Pastor Marvin Winans, and you're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show. Enjoy. He that dwells in the secret place will never have to worry about being safe as long as he decides to always abide under the shadow of Almighty God.
the shadow of Almighty God. He that dwells in the secret place never has to worry. You always about under the shadow of Almighty God. That dwells. Oh, He that dwells. That dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Yes, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. And that's why we can smile. That's why when no matter what's going on around us, we know that we are safe and covered. I love it. Don't you? Hey, guess what time it is? Hmm. Time to take a walk. I'm going to give him a theme song. It's time to take a walk in the world. Let me see if you're going to pay me for that. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're going to pay me for that. That was pretty good. Yeah, I know it. I'm just going to ask how much more do I have to pay for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could make you a theme song. Yeah, for thing. real. Man, you know what? You are the bomb, Cheryl Boggs. You, you really are. I want to thank you for the weather that you gave us today. You know? Woo. Mm, you are so welcome. You are so, yeah, I mean, like old people say, you welcome, welcome. Yes, 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 yes. You outdid yourself. You did exceeding abundantly above, no, above and beyond. <laughs> uh, Sunday was Sunday was awesome, and today was like yeah, we was that what seventies. You hear you hear Siri trying to jump in here with my watch. Tell okay, my, Siri, be quiet. We only yeah, we real, on. be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's in the eighties. Oh. It was eight, at least it was eighty when I went on my back porch and sat out there and let the and let the nice warm breeze. I mean, it was beautiful. And I was yeah. just like, Lord, thank you for, for answering Cheryl's prayer. <laughs> I didn't know it went all the way up, but he, he, he did exceedingly. You right, abundantly. Yeah, it was oh. great, man. I'm telling you, but you know what? And Evelyn, she was like, she's been she's been reading my mail. Yeah, she has been. Oh, reading. okay, okay. Because I've been, I've been uh, uh, all day. Well, this morning, you know, when I did the five minutes with God, we talked about um, being thankful. That was one of the things, you know, uh, that we talked about being thankful. And when I, uh, and, and she was talking about, and, and she got to First Thessalonians five seventeen. I was like, that's right. That's the same thing that I was telling, uh, talking about this morning about practicing the presence of God and, mm-hmm. and praying without ceasing. Right, and you know when you pray without ceasing, I was telling about how prayer is not always is not always bombarded in heaven with a laundry list of "Hey Lord, you know I need this, 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 and this, and this." You right. know, but it's just about just saying thank you throughout the day. You know, just saying thank you. You know, keeping the lines of communication open and practicing the presence of God. So it's like, yeah, you know, just say thank you. You know, and and because there's a lot to be thankful for. Yes, a lot, a lot of stuff that we take for granted. You know, so it's like a lot to be thankful for. And, and I was just thinking about that because I was doing that this morning when I was riding around. And I was like, you know what, Lord, thank you for this. And thank you, God. You know, that I got a car. You know, thank you that, you know, I got money. I can put gas in tank because a lot of people are struggling, you know. And it's like I'm just I'm just thankful, man, for, for being in a position that I'm in, you know. And it's like, you know, the more I can tell people about God and the more that I can let them know about how good he is. You know, that's the thing that I like. That's what I'm. That's what I'm striving for. That's my mission. Okay, I ain't and, gonna, I ain't gonna mess you. I was here and say, yeah, and, and thankful that you can give ten percent to Cheryl. I mean, to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> then Cheryl. 
<laughs> no, but you, you're absolutely right. When we begin to thank God, yes, even for yes. the things that seem so small, even mm -hmm. though life is not small, because mm -hmm. if, if he, if the Lord decided not to give us our next breath, we couldn't, yeah. say we couldn't, uh, we couldn't catch it. Catch it, even yeah. Been catching next breath, yeah. <laughs> so we are, we're thankful for life, and we're yeah. thankful. Just go on wherever you are right now. Just go ahead and say thank you, Jesus. Yeah, just say thank you, because you know it's like even if things are not a hundred percent in your life, but maybe things are not going the way that you want them to go. You know, it's it's it, it, it's like the glass is half full or half empty. It's still a half a glass, but is it half full or is it half empty? Because it's all about your perception, mm -hmm. you know. And and for me, my class is always half full. I told you about that that lady on my route, the Chinese lady. Yeah, yeah, that when it was raining, I said, "Well, you know, the rain grass needs to rain." She says, "Oh, Mr. Postman, you're such an optimist, you know." But you have to be optimistic. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be optimistic because if not, man, you be you you'll be depressed about everything that's going on. You start looking politically and <clears throat> reading and stuff that's going over overseas and what's happening around the corner and who got shot and Nah, man. Mm -mm. No. Okay, so I'm not trying to one up you tonight, even yeah, though it may you can seem it. It's your show. But I just want to be thankful for the glass. You for, say for the glass the, half full. Glass half full. Yeah, thank you for the yeah. Thankful yeah, for the glass. glass. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in too. Because what you're saying is mm -hmm. absolutely correct. I mean, your perception and perspective. Mm. of everything is thankfulness, gratefulness, yeah. you mm. know, it is half full, you know, um, and that I love in the scripture that you are talking about, you know, being anxious for nothing, but in everything, well, that's the, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let your request be made known unto God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With Thanksgiving. Yeah. With Thanksgiving. Yes. yes. Yeah, because we we have to we have to be thankful. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it once like for me, because I look where, where I came from to where I'm at today. Okay, <laughs> and where I'm at today, man, only God could do what, what has happened in my life. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid to tell people that hey, you know what, God did this for me, and He'll do it for you. Yeah. He'll do it for you because you know I, I go back to um, I've been kind of in this vein for the past three or four weeks on my Bible studies with the ministry of reconciliation mm. and about how we've been, we've been reconciled to God, you know, in second Corinthians, I think chapter five, verse 18, he says, you know, now that you have been reconciled to God, now you have to reconcile other, you have to take this message to other people by the way that you live, That's good. you know, by the yeah. way that you live. So we have to, we have to draw because we have to draw others to him. Like mm. pastor says, you know, clear the path to point in Jesus, you know, and that's what we have to do because time is time is running out, you know, and we, we've got to step up our game just like he's stepping up his. We stepping up ours, too. Isn't it, isn't it something you tell us every week that we have to um, draw people by the way we live? Right. Yeah. So we're looking at us as examples that what that think that's what you teach us every week. Yeah, that's it, it, And that's what the Bible tells us. That we have, we are living epistles, right. you know, written, 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 not not with ink, but written on people's hearts, you know. Mm -hmm. So they, when people see us, they see God, you know. Yeah. And it's like, and they're reading the Bible, 
So what what I what are they reading? Exactly. You know, is is my life uh is my is my life living so that I can draw people to Christ? You know, mm. what do people see? You know, what do people see? So yeah, I'm 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 just really like I'm really excited about what God is doing in my life today. I'm telling you, Cheryl, it's like, you know, it and I never would have imagined that I would be doing the things that I'm doing now. You know, it's just it's just it's just mind blowing because I was thinking the other day about about how long that um, we've been doing ministry now together for ten years, but no two thousand uh, no thirteen years, thirteen yeah, years, going on fourteen years, yeah, going on fourteen years, and it's like and 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 it and it just has gotten better and better and longer and longer, you know, to what we're doing, and it's like and we're reaching more people. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, we're reaching more people, and and that's and that's only God. That's only God. Only Him. He's the only person I know that can bring a girl from Becky, West Virginia, <laughs> and a guy from Detroit, Michigan, in Dallas, Texas, preaching mm-hmm. the gospel together. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is so true. That's so true. And it is it is a blessing. Yeah. Because we did not despise. The small beginnings, mm-hmm. and God is just you know taking us higher and higher, and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing what all He's gonna do. And and I wanted to encourage you and uh, Lady Evelyn that you know everywhere I go, somebody stops and says, "Hey, you know I watch your show." <laughs> so even if they're not commenting or they're not mm-hmm. you know leaving messages, you know it's encouraging to know that people are listening, they are being blessed. And then not even to mention all the people around the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. And that's the thing is that people around the world are listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and that's that's what that's what I like about it. because that that's something like when, when you first asked me back in um, in 2010, when you first asked me, I was like, OK, great. I was just so excited to do three minutes. <laughs> you know, I, and, it, and it had to only be God because. You know, why else would I just walk up to you all out of the blue and say, hey, would you like to be on my radio show? Yeah. That had to be the Lord. And you hadn't even thought about radio. Mm-hmm. At no, no. And and, and, and I, I remember how, how I started. I was right out of everything I was going to say <laughs> and then recorded. And I kept making mistakes. And I would start over again, start over again, start over again. And then finally, you know, and, and you were telling me, look, sometimes you just have to go past the mistakes, man. Just keep going. You know, mm-hmm. so. And you, 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 you grew me and, and trained me and, and, and mentored me and, you know, and, 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 you know, you've done so much. I'm just thankful. I am Aww. thankful. I and am now grateful. he got, he got like one, two, he got three, almost three four. Well, uh, well, I got five minutes got on Monday, then a Bible study on Wednesday and one on Saturday morning. Okay. So. And, um, yeah. And so, you know, I, and I'm like, like Bishop, I'm just holding down my corner, okay? I'm I'm doing my thing, getting the word out there, so that people, you know, so people can hear about Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> hear about Jesus. What's that when he says grasshopper? You have learned well, grasshopper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really, in all honesty, I'm very proud. I'm very proud of you. I'm godly proud, you know, that you want to share the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ and yeah. not. You know, just holding it in, and uh, so Lady Emma is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh 
but yeah, I mean, now you're, you know, you're, you're, you're sharing the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, and, and I, you know, not to bring up your past, but from where you've been yeah, to where, to I'm where you are right now, there is no way, you know, mm-hmm. it is true. You don't look like what yeah. you've been. Yeah, man. And, you know, and, and, and that's, and that's the thing is that, Cause, Cause, that's what I think about. I, I think back to about, I'm like, God, you know what? Now, when I was back in 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 1984, and I was sitting outside my bed, hopeless, you know, and, and wanting to kill myself, and, but you know, the voice of God told me not to, and and I didn't, and here I am today, you know, and it's like, and everything that I went through up to this point, and it hasn't been all easy, <laughs> you know. Some of it's been self induced, you know, but 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 God saw me through it. And it's like, you know, uh, um, it's all him. Yeah. It's all him. I can just look and I can see God's hand. I, I mentioned somebody uh, today, and I also talked about it once in my, somewhere else, about how my life right now is the answer to somebody's prayer. Okay, because wow. somebody, somebody was praying for me. And I, and I was talking about praying in the spirit. You know, and I, you know how sometimes you get that unction, you know, I, got, I need to get up and pray. You don't know what you're praying about, but you're just praying in the spirit until you get that release. You know, and, 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 and so somebody was praying for me. I don't know if it was my grandmother when I was born and she said, Lord, watch out for this boy, you know, or what. But somebody's prayers are being answered by my life and what I'm doing. And 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 because it's not me, man, it's him. You know, and like I tell I say, God is looking for people who are fat, faithful, available to mm-hmm. people. You know, and, yes. and and I'm available. I'm available. Um and, and so I just I, I just do what I can do, you know, to help further the message. And, and, and that's all I want to do, man, is just further the message. Further, like somebody led me to Christ. I never forget on the piano bench in Gross Point Park on a Sunday afternoon, led me to, led me to Christ, man. And, uh, that, and, and I went to a housewarming and I wasn't expecting to get to, to be ministered to, but you know, God, God did it, man. He did, you know? And so what he's done for me, you know, I'm, Freely get a God, give it to other people, you know, and and, I, and whatever medium he chooses to use me, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Gladly do it. Why? 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 Because you love him? Because he first loved you? Because yeah. he died for your sins? Because, yeah. you know, because people, you know, when you begin to break it down like that, mm-hmm. I know for me, I said, I'd be like, because he loved me when I was unlovable. Mm-hmm. He reached down when I couldn't reach up. Uh, you know, when he looked beyond my fault. And I'll tell you tell you something you don't know. Um, not the very first solo, but the solo I used to sing all the time mm-hmm. was he looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I sang it every time they called on me. <laughs> People look at you now, they be like, the girl ain't did nothing. Listen, you look beyond a whole bunch of folks. Yeah. All I need. And, and, and right. I am the one that loved much. I love much because I have mm-hmm. been forgiven for much. Okay. And, and that's true. He has looked beyond all our faults. Yeah. And so I need, and the thing about this, he paid the, he paid the price for us to be redeemed from our faults. Thank you. You know, Jim. and that's the thing, it, you know, and, and it's like, no matter what you've done wrong, love is still there. 
Yeah. Love is yeah. still there. You know, and he looks beyond what you did because when he, it, once you've accepted Jesus, he doesn't see you. He sees Jesus. Hmm. He sees Jesus. And so, and, and that's why, you know, it's like the great exchange took place. He became all that we were so that we can become all that he is. And now when, when God looks at it, he doesn't see us in our sin-stained lives. He sees the blood of Jesus covered us and say, that's mine. That's he mine. Clean. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the enemy will try to bring up something God didn't <sighs> forget. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He'll he'll bring up stuff that God forgot, man, and and, and try yeah. to beat you up about it. And it's like what, you doing? Nah. what does Romans eight and one say? There is therefore now Ooh. no Ooh. condemnation. Ooh. So then, that was one of the first uh books that I uh memorized. Okay. Romans eight and one. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. I was yeah. young when I learned it. Uh -huh. Not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Mm -hmm. For the law for what the law could not do. And you know, and it's yeah. so funny. Um because this word, the word of God, the Bible, mm -hmm. yes, becomes alive. It becomes life when you yep. when you when you read it. Like you always tell us to read it and read it out loud. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing yeah. by the word. Yeah. It becomes real. It becomes. Mm -hmm. It becomes life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because and that's what it is. It's it's life. Yeah. It's life. Uh, one of the, uh, Jesus just said that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. But uh, with Joyce Myers, her thing is, but there's life in the word. You know, oh, and, there's life in, and, there's, and there's life in the word. Definitely, you know, yeah. we're speaking words of life. Mm -hmm. You know, and this and this this is the real deal. And it's like we have to continue to spread life to people. You know, and let people yes. know that hey, you know, there's man, God loves you so much that no matter what you do, that His love is right there for you. His love is right there for you. And this and this and this is this has just been an exciting. Journey and and we're still every day is just a new something new, something new and I'm and I'm excited about what he's doing, you know and it's just like constantly being able to reach people uh, and you know people gotta have to go to fbrn.us and vote. I voted today. Okay. Oh, okay. You gotta vote for the Cheryl Bog Show, resting in his word, and you gotta vote for Cheryl as the female host of the year, female whatever. You yeah, you gotta vote. You gotta go Give vote. <laughs> yeah, but go to the Sharky Sharky Awards and vote because you know, and, and it's it's only because you know what we're doing. You know, we don't we're not doing it to get an, an award or anything like that. But you know, it's not. It, it's nice to be recognized for what you do. You know, Correct. it's nice to be recognized because in that that way, it's like confirmation that you're doing the right thing. It, you know, like mm -hmm. when I, when I send out my emails every day, I send out my emails, and every now and then. I got this one guy. He he never says anything, but he just always replies to it. He doesn't say nothing, but I, yeah, I just get a reply. So that, okay, so you like it, you know? And then yeah. I got somebody else that she'll say, "Oh, Pastor Brett, that was a beautiful message. Thank you." You know? And I'm like, okay, every now and then, just 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 when I need it, you get that little thing that says, "Hey, you know, you're doing good, son. You're doing uh -huh. good. Here, you know, check this out." And so you know, and and that's just confirmation. That's yeah. just confirmation. So that, you know, because sometimes when I'm, I'm preparing my message, and I'll be like, uh, well, okay, it's a good message. Well, I don't know. Anyway, I just send it, you know, I send it anyway, because this is this one I feel that God wants me to send. 
you know, and and I and I and, and I get the message, the confirmation back to say, you know, thank you, or, or that guy, like I said, one guy, he just replies. I'm like, okay, he just letting you know he read it and he liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's um, good. you know, and, and and that's good, you know, and that's all that's all I need, you know, and I and I and I think everybody who tunes into our show every week, you know, tunes into my Bible studies on, you know, I thank them, you know, and we're always thanking people because what you're why we do what we do. This is why we do what we do, just so yeah. we can spread the gospel, you know, yeah. so that you can hear about, it, so that you can, so you can get a glimmer of hope, you know, and in, in with the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, I can share and, and tell and tell you, you know, that it is not all bad, it is not all bad, and when you got, I wish I had my Bible behind me, I wish I had my Bible, but we, I think it is, no, here it is, right here, <laughs> but when you got this, when you got this, I'm telling you, this will make all the difference in your world. All the yeah. difference in your life. It's made all the difference in Brett Guilford's life. And I'm telling you, it, and it'll make a difference in yours because you, you learn about God, you know, and you get into your Bible. It, for me, I have to get into it every day, you know, and read the words, some kind of, read the words some kind of way every day, you know, just yeah. so I can renew my mind in it. And, you know, and it, and it just, it just, it's just, it is what it is. Isn't that what they say? And, <laughs> what and how, how, how can you help us? Do you know, that on, a on a daily basis, and that's the five minutes we got. You know, Cheryl and I didn't have my book handy. So I'm glad you got your shirt on. <laughs> and I got a book too. You can go to my website, uh, uh, com and get a signed copy, or you can go to Amazon.com and get a copy. But get yourself a copy of it, and then you can, or you can join us on Monday mornings at six a.m. Central Time on Facebook and YouTube. And, uh, you know, I'm doing this, you know, because this is what God gave me to get to a long time ago. And I just compiled them. There were emails that I was sending out and I just compiled them into a book and everything, everything about it, man. It, 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 I, I still do it every day. I read it every morning and I'd be like, wow, that guy wrote that. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, OK, God, yeah, you did a good job with that. But Lord, you, know? <laughs> you did a good job. But then you do that. And then I got a Bible study that I'm doing every Wednesday morning. At nine and on Saturday mornings at nine on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. So join us. You know, I'm telling you, getting the word of God out there and it is efficacious and it is life changing. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Mm -hmm. Efficacious. That's a $5 word. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go to Amazon.com and pick up Five Minutes with God by Brett Guilford. And you can go to his website if you want a signed copy. That's botvm.com. That's yeah. for Branch of the Vine Ministries.com. Yeah. And I'm on all, all social right. media platforms. Brett Guilford. Excuse me. Brett Guilford. Brett BT Guilford. All yep. social media platforms. Yeah. Brett BT Guilford. Yeah. Follow yeah. him uh, on uh, YouTube, on Instagram, on all yeah. of them. And send him a message on Facebook and let him know. How much of a blessing that he is. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You are <laughs> such a blessing to the show, Bog Show. I'd be like, every time my elder Brad, I'm like, he on with me. They don't say <laughs> nothing about me. They just say about <laughs> you. But you are a blessing. Uh, and we thank you. And we look forward to talking to you again next all week. All right. Hey, you have a great day today on purpose. All right. You too. Okay. Bye-bye.
I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word, heard live every Monday, starting at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network and on Facebook Live, Cheryl Boggs Media. All right, so don't go anywhere. In the second hour, we're going to revisit Joy Pittman and her awesome interview about when faith meets strategy. Hi, I'm Carmina Barnett, and I just want to encourage you to check out the brand new single from Cheryl Boggs. It's the song Get Up with a lot of friends. Smiles big, but it's all And listen, it is so inspirational. It's so powerful. It's so encouraging. It's all of that in just a little bitty time. <laughs> This song is so powerful and I'm telling you the words in this song will help minister to anyone that you know that may be going through something traumatic, something difficult. The world has been in a very unusual place in the last couple of years and whatever we can use to be of an encouragement, we should do it. This song is that. So definitely use it to just help inspire and encourage those you love. Y'all check it out. It's the brand new single from Cheryl Boggs. The song Get Up. Get Up by Cheryl Boggs is available on all digital platforms. Download your copy today and check out the video on YouTube. Get Up by Cheryl Boggs. My Testimony is the latest CD by Cheryl Boggs, featuring the hit single, Some Trust. Powerful worship songs such as In Your Presence and Holy Spirit Breathe. And there's a throwback song, I Thank You. Download your copy of My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs today at CherylBoggs.com, iTunes, CD Baby, and all digital outlets. You'll find your testimony in My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs. Hi, this is Cheryl, and I'd like to tell you about my song, Tumble. I hear shackles rattling, foot stomps and hands are clapping. Jericho's walls are crashing, tumbling, tumbling. The story of Tumble is a story of victory on the horizon, but hasn't taken effect yet. The walls haven't quite come down, but you can see the cracking taking place. And the process is beginning. The battle is still raging, but victory is within your grasp. Tumble by Cheryl Boggs featuring The Outcry is available for download on all digital platforms. Download your copy today. If you're looking for an easy listening praise and worship CD with a fresh sound and anointing, then this is the CD for you. Pure Worship from My Heart to His by Cheryl Boggs. Pure Worship will inspire you and bring a level of peace and the presence of God to you wherever you are. For more information, you may visit my website at www.cherylboggs.com. Also available on iTunes and cdbaby.com. What's up everybody, it's Mr. Talkbox here and you're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word. Let's go. Hey everybody, it's your girl Alexis Spite and you are listening to Cheryl Boggs, resting in his, in his word. Hey, what's up? I'm Melvin Williams and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs.
Hey y'all, this is Ron Point Dexter, and you listen to the Cheryl Box Show, and you're resting in this world. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Wayne McDowell. You are listening to Cheryl Boggs, resting in his word. Every hallelujah 
Yes, and yes, and amen. Some trust in silver, some trust in gold, some trust in horses, some trust in their jobs, some trust in their family, some trust, let me see, in their husband, trust in their wives. <laughs> Listen, the only thing that's going to stand is the word of God. The only thing that cannot change is the word of God. The only thing that is unmovable is the name of Jesus. And when you call on that name, he's as close to you as the mention of his name. So when you are faced with chaos, when you are faced with high grocery prices, when you are faced with uh, any and everything, there is a strong tower. The name of the Lord, which is Jesus Christ, is that strong tower where the righteous can run in and be safe. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word, heard here live every Monday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network. And, of course, on my Cheryl Boggs media page and on YouTube. 
You can find me everywhere. Cheryl Boggs. All right now. Well, my guest. I am so excited. All right now. We got all these people on here. Hello. Um, I'm going to bring Joy uh, Pittman. I hope I'm saying her name right. Bringing her on. Welcome, welcome to the Cheryl Boggs Show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you are welcome. So these are your people that are listening. I'm just some folks I tagged in because um, they told me what oh, them. Good, good, good. Yes, tag them in. So yeah. they can give some shout outs and let people know Joy Pittman is on the Cheryl Boggs Show. Again, welcome. Listen, okay, yeah, they 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 on there. They done started popping in. They done started popping in. Uh, that's Erica and Kashana. Yep, I see some folks coming in. Say, hey, y'all. Yeah, they coming on in. She said, "Woo!" <laughs> All right, awesome. Yep, they they coming in. All right, all right. You know, um, I really do. I mean, I know we're gonna you know get into some things. Uh, there's Carol saying hi. I'm just, I'm going to let them all just pop on in and say hi. Um, well, my goodness. Okay, so y'all missed the whole first part of my show. Go, go, okay, go back and listen. <laughs> and there's Lynn and uh, who else we got? Cynthia. All right. Okay. Is that Sin? My name is Cynthia. Yeah, it's Cynthia. Cynthia. Okay. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the Cheryl Boggs Show. Listen, this is going to be really, really good because um, I love the tagline. Um, let's see. They just coming in fast and furious. Okay. I love the tagline that, you know, when faith meets strategy. So before we get into that, um, tell us a little bit about Joy. Um, so my name is Joy. Um, I am a um, I'm a native New Yorker living in New Jersey. So New York um, shows up as my roots. Um, I actually love New York, so I'm always going to mention it and reference it. I'm a <laughs> in New Jersey. I am a pet mom to Daisy. Um, I run a um, HR consulting firm called HR for the Culture, where we really support um, Black-owned businesses. Predominantly on service-based businesses and helping them to build um, effective teams and really scale their businesses past the six-figure mark um, and to get to seven figures and multiple seven figures. So that's the work that I do. Um, my birthday is coming up. I want to say, tell you about just about trying not to talk all business. So we'll talk about those things. Um, and when Faith Me Strategy is part of what I do, we started a new initiative called Count It All Joy. So some of the folks that are coming in have been really connected with us over the last couple months um, as part of the Count It All Joy community. Um, but um, I guess to sum it all up, I believe that for this particular season, I'm somebody who um, has been called to operate in or to to build a bridge between ministry and marketplace, right? And so I'm a, I work in the marketplace, and I also do work in ministry. Um, and in many instances, God is allows me to explain the marketplace to the ministry folks and bring ministry to the marketplace. So I feel like a bridge, like a conduit between the two. Um, and just excited about what has been going on over the last few months and how God is showing up and all those things. So, yeah. 
Awesome, awesome. So that means you have pets. Is that was that? Did I hear that in there? I have a dog. Yeah, I have a um Yorkie <laughs> named Daisy. Uh, so okay. it's, it's spelled like Jay Z. So D A Y. Um, but yeah, I have a, a pet. So I put her in another room because she will talk while I'm talking. Yeah. Another room so you won't hear her because I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> give her to to give her testimony. I'm so I I think that it's extremely important that people get to know, you know, the the I guess I can say the human side. I love, you know, the backstories to see where people have come from. And that gives, I guess, a little bit more validity to, you know, instead of just saying, you know, I just got off the turnip truck down there, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you have been around and you have seen it from both sides. And I think that is a tremendous, uh, a tremendous blessing. And I love the bridging you know, to, to bridge the gap. So how did you get started? Um, with, with which piece? The Mavavi Strategy? Yes. Okay. So, um, getting started with when Faith Meet Strategy was really just a little bit of obedience. So at the end of, or in the middle of 2019, early 2019, actually, I started doing these lives on Facebook. I was doing something called the Joy Ride. And, uh, I've always had a passion for, the church, especially urban ministry. So churches that are predominantly positioned in communities of color, communities that don't necessarily always have access to um, exponential resources, like under-resourced, underserved communities. So that's kind of been my passion. I grew up, I'm a preacher's kid, preacher's grandkid um, from the, in that space. And so I grew up in that space, always had a heart for it, never fit, was never clear because I wasn't traditional in my view of church. Uh, and I was probably early on, because I wasn't clear about why I was probably hypercritical um, in a way that probably made sense for them to like this girl don't like church. So I just, we didn't go together, right? We were oil and watering. And so I grew up in church. I knew there was a call in life to do something, wasn't sure what it was, went into the marketplace, was operating in the marketplace, had success in the marketplace on good career, good trajectory. And in 2019, um, I felt led to do something called faith-based February. Now, I was saying, like, I really have a heart for these communities, but I would just be frustrated. So let me share. Let me do this month of whatever. And I was working with a woman named um, Omega. I mean, she, we still do work together now. She does my graphic work, et cetera. And I was like, we should call it. And I was trying to come up with a name. And I was like, let's call it when faith meets strategy, right? Like, it's, And I, in my opinion, was bringing strategic sight to the faith community. And it was literally meant to be four lives. I was going to do four different weeks in February. It was a one and done, wrap it up, put it in a bowl, and then I get to go back to whatever I was doing. So we did the four weeks, and um, from the four weeks, we got, like, a good amount of feedback around this needs to be an event. Like, you need to do something with this. So towards the end of that four weeks, I decided I would do an in-person event. We did two in-person events in 2019. They were really not that well attended. I can't give you, like, this dramatic story. We had couple people came. I had a million people on the flyer. I was selling everybody that I could. I asked friends and yeah. whatever. Um, um, we kind of stacked the room. And the short version of it, it didn't do that great. Um, I then left my job at the end of 2019 to pursue entrepreneurial pursuits. I was going to start um, a business. And then we walk into a global pandemic. And the church, mm -hmm. it hard hit. But it was literally in New York. 
February, a year after I had done this 2019 Faith Based February, literally almost a year after, churches in New York are now shutting down. This is where I had done the work. And so people were like, hey, hey, where's that girl that was saying that thing? And at that point, I was like, I'm good on y'all. I'm doing something else. <laughs> and so uh, we were blessed to start with um, HR for the culture. We did six figures in our first six, in our first six months of being open, were able to grow and thrive. And so in 2022, went through some personal things. I lost my mom in 2021, um, ended a long-term relationship in 2022. My grandmother passed in 2022. All these things were going on. Mm. And um, towards the end of that, I kept, I just started getting a nudge to revisit when Faith Me Strategy, like revisit it, bring it back. Um, and it was more about assignment because at this point I've lost my mom, I've lost some people. So now I'm thinking more about purpose, right? More about destiny with the right. team. And so I went to revisit it. We redid, so we did our technically our third event, but our first event in two years in October. Um, and it had some traction and did some movement. Um, and then I laid it back aside. And then my mentor, Dr. Connie Stewart, um, was like, when are you doing this event? Like, when is this event going to show up? And so she kept pushing me and proud of me and pushing me and proud of me. And finally, I was like, here's the date. And I just threw out a date, um, threw out the date. And July 29th, we did the event. And it was an amazing um, turnout. We've been now been able to do the event in Houston, Texas um, in September. And we're doing it again November 17th and 18th. But the traction around it, the positioning around it, people are joining. People are going back and watching the videos. People are in, impacted by it. So that's what it was. So I know it's like a long story. We can get into the, the deep dives of things. But it really started out really as a set of lives and then a no and then a yes and then a maybe Lord. And then it just became a like, I have to work out purpose. And so I've had some marketplace success. Um, mm -hmm. But my best, day in, in my best day in that business has not felt as fulfilling as my lowest revenue generating event on this side. Like I know this is purpose and I know he's going to grow it. I know all those things. So it just, it feels like the thing that balances out the rest. Um, and so I'm really excited to do this work um, and blessed to do this work and to carry when faith me strategy. Well, amen. Now joy provides a Bible based strategies to help ministry leaders build sustainable, financially stable businesses ministries and faith-based initiatives mm -hmm. to do so she leverages her 20 years of hr expertise to help black owned businesses scale serve and increase profitability mm -hmm. so how ministry leaders can have more uh, impact in their ministry. How can they do that using your system? Um, so essentially, I think the biggest deal is understanding and defining what impact is. Um, so when we think about a business from a business perspective, and I'll, I'll tie it back in, most businesses are clear that like we're here to turn a profit. And mm -hmm. so, but they didn't do the extra work to say, how do I turn this profit? What is it that I do? What is it that I sell? Who is it that I speak to? Who is my target market? Who is my audience? Like we do kind of that deep dive work because we have the constraint of I have to turn a profit, right? right. I believe that 
what sometimes is lacking in the ministry space is that we don't align profit to souls, right? So essentially a church or a ministry, your turning of a profit is the gathering of souls, the gathering of, of, of folks. And I think too often we stay there. Like we're just here to win souls. Well, you're not here to win every soul. So do we do the deeper work to identify who are the souls that are connected to us? Who are the individuals that are most likely to align with? What resources do we provide? What market does it actually serve? How do we serve individuals? So we are giving people the word, yes. But there's more to like, when you look at even Jesus' model, he didn't just preach, right? Like he was clear about his miracles aligned with where he was. He fed in certain areas. He healed in certain areas. So when you start thinking about it, and the biggest thing that God kind of like bubbled up for me was when we think about the four Gospels, when we look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are four Gospels, right? John is written as a more universal Gospel of a message of love to everyone, right? So God so loves the world, right? So that's a universal come to the Lord. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke are three different, three of the same story written to three different groups of people. Matthew was talking to the Jews. Mark is talking to, um, I believe, the Romans. Um, and Luke is talking to the, the Grecians or the, the Greek the Greek folks, right? So mm -hmm. their story is almost the same story. But Matthew takes the time to do a lot of reference back, right, to Old Testament scripture, Old Testament prophecy, right? Mark talks through the lens of the Roman political empire, the business owner, if you will, right? Those that were running. So he talks about Christ as a reigning king, as a God in that way. Luke talks to the Grecians, which were mainly philosophers. So he uses a lot of philosophical argument in his stories. Same gospel, three different target audiences. And so I think what happens sometimes is that in our churches, we are only acting like John, Right. But some of us are John Matthew, some of us are John Marks, some of us are John Luke's, and we haven't done the work all the time to identify who is it that we're called to. So then we are doing church, but our programming doesn't always speak to the specific needs of the communities that we serve. It doesn't draw. We haven't identified. We don't know the family structure, the average family structure. What's the average income of the churches that we serve? What are their family structures? Do they have, are they, is it mixed families? What are their needs? So because we haven't really done the work sometimes to identify the need, we are offering John Jesus, right? But we haven't specified to where it is to meet the need. So then if we all offering John Jesus, it don't matter where I go. It don't matter if I stay home and watch our lives. Why should I get up and come to your house of worship? Why am I getting up? Into your specific space? Why am I sowing into your ministry versus somebody else's? And all of that, when we think about the marketing language is you buy from me because I've connected to you in some other place. So you join in and lock in because you've connected because I've taken the time to speak the language that you need for me to speak, right? Day of Pentecost. One voice, but everybody heard in their own language, right? Yeah, okay. So we have Learn, yes, the body of Christ is universal, but we as different ministries and different ministers are called to be able to speak to people in the language they need to hear in order to be converted. So that is the biggest piece. Who are you called to? And it's not everybody. Yes, the message of Christ is for everyone. You ain't the message of Christ. You are a messenger and you are called to a set of individuals. So I think that becomes foundational. And once mm -hmm. you have hold of that and really take the responsibility of that and own that piece and do the work of saying then who am I planting this church to serve 
who am I building this ministry to serve, right? Yes, to the Lord, but who are the people that I'm here to serve? What are their needs? What compels them to come? What inspires them to grow? What is it that is the, 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 the problem that they are navigating every day? Other than sin, right? What is the problem right. they're navigating every day? And even sin is not universal. What are they navigating that I am uniquely designed to help bring an answer to, to bring language to? Then we can talk about how we build forward and how we move forward. Um, but I think that's not the whole thing, but that's really where the foundational work starts. Because um, we can't answer strategy when we don't know who we call to. Okay, y'all, write that down. Write that down. That was that was good. Because all I kept hearing when you you know when you were talking is that you know we we quote that scripture, faith without works is dead. But we I, I think we just majority of the time we just leave it right there. You know, we don't really what you're saying is you gotta get up and do some work. You know, who are you trying to who are you trying to reach and what makes your ministry different than someone else and how bringing in souls yes but also souls can equal into uh profitability because then they're sowing into the ministry they're paying ties they're working they're volunteering so we have all of that um I'm just echoing what you what you said. I thought it was really, that was really powerful because I just kept hearing in my spirit, you know, faith without works is dead. Are we willing, you know, to do the work? Are we willing, um, or are we willing just to have church? Yeah, and, and structuring the work, right? Like, I also don't want to see pastors wearing themselves out right. and feeling defeated because they just haven't align the work right right, right. just haven't put the work in the right direction um so they're yeah. doing a lot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of why it doesn't get any traction and it's the same way when i started my business i was marketing and i was talking on all these platforms and posting and no one was making movement because i wasn't talking specifically to anybody and talking to everybody is the equivalent of talking to nobody right and so we have to think about what that looks like. So I don't even want pastors or faith leaders depleting their savings and wearing themselves out to hold churches open that are not going to be fruitful or profitable and feeling defeated and like, did God even call me to this and not sleeping at night? Like, I want them to sleep. I want them to rest as well. I want them to be able to fruitfully do the work of the ministry. Jesus walked with an accountant, right? Like, there was never a model in the Bible where we didn't acknowledge or know that the work of the Lord needed funding. Right. Right. But we have right. to be mindful that it's a both and. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, let me see. So I think we answered this, but how can ministries clarify their vision mm -hmm. and build sustainable success or successful strategies? So vision clarification. So the best um, example, and I, um, this model is like spinning in my head over and over again. Um, and it looks like Joseph. So you look at, you have Pharaoh. Pharaoh has a vision. So Pharaoh knows that something is happening. I got this dream I done had twice. This dream got him up. It got him stressed. 
it got him overwhelmed. Um, sometimes I think we need to be able to appreciate as leaders that the vision doesn't solve the problem. It magnifies the problem. Right. Anybody mm -hmm. that has had a vision or a dream, you didn't say, oh, this vision. Now I can sleep better. That vision comes to disrupt your slumber. It disrupts your rest. It disrupts your peace. Now, because you see the thing that you got to see, like I see it, but I don't see it. Right. Like that's how this right. set up. So what right. happens that most of us do is from a, from a spiritual leadership perspective and in most leadership perspectives is that we have a vision and what we do is we go back internally and start trying to figure out how to make it work. Right. Yeah. That's so what now we do. God gave me something. Now here's the thing. This is the thing that I had to like understand that there is no vision. If God gives you something that you can do on your own in 30 minutes, that ain't a vision. That's a task. <laughs> That's a task. Give you a task. He gave you an assignment, right? right? So you're acting like because he gave us this vision that I can't now dig into my own internal resources and manifest. All of a sudden, this thing is over. A vision is never something that you're able to be able to do on your own. That is just mm -hmm. an assignment, right? That is just a task. That is just a do this thing, right? So we keep treating our vision like tasks, right? So the first thing is to acknowledge vision is always going to be bigger than the visionary. The vision, the seer is always going to see something bigger than they can do on their own. Hence why he gave it to you as a vision and not as a task, right? So that's number one. The second thing we have to embrace is that the seer and the solver do not have to be the same person. That I can absolutely be trusted to see a vision or to see a salute, an issue, to see a thing that needs to be done that I don't have the capacity to do. All I am assigned to do is to see that it needs to be done. Right. right. Pharaoh right. has a dream. Pharaoh's dream unlocks the fact that there is now a famine coming. This famine is coming and it is coming to cause a problem that Pharaoh cannot solve. Pharaoh, in all honesty, don't even know what the dream means. Exactly. So Pharaoh now knows that I see something that I cannot solve of myself. So what does Pharaoh do? Pharaoh don't do what we do. We go in our room. We speak in tongues for six months. We, 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 we go to the, we going to read the scripture. We going to sit, we going to stand and look around. We going to try to stab in the dark at it. No, Pharaoh goes out and says, I got all these people that have bought into me, right? He stands in his authority as a leader and says, I have people in my camp. Somebody's supposed to be able to know what this means, right? They don't know what it means. Somebody in his camp says, wait a minute. I forgot. I know somebody who has an answer. Pharaoh doesn't say in jail. Pharaoh goes, go get the prisoner. Because whoever is coming to solve this for me, I need to know what it is. Now, here's where I see leaders getting it mixy. We go get Joseph out of prison. Joseph mm -hmm. then comes with the strategy or with the interpretation of the dream that we did not know. Joseph then lays down the strategy. And you know what we do? We be like, all right, thank you. You know, I don't, I don't think that's, that can't be. I don't, mm -mm, that ain't it. Let me, I'm going to figure it out on my own. Let me, let me go, let me go back in my office and write more notes. Why? You had to, you couldn't figure out the dream. So mm -hmm. maybe the person that interpreted it is the one that you should say, help me work it through. Right? Pharaoh says, oh, Joseph, you figured this out. There's nobody wiser than you. Anybody got an issue with Joseph, me tapping Joseph <laughs> to do this? What resources you need, Joseph? You need my ring. You need the. You need the. You need the vehicle. We need to ride you around as my number two. You need me to declare you at 
what you need to get this done. And then Pharaoh backs up, and we don't much hear from Pharaoh much more. Much more. Story, but guess what? All of the nations of the world honor and acknowledge Pharaoh because he was willing to give space to Joseph. Yeah. I don't believe that God gives you a vision for which you don't have resources. So right. then the struggle becomes if God gave me a vision and the resources exist, but the resources are not tapped into, where's the disconnect? And maybe the disconnect is in the fact that I not willing to say my job was only to see it my job was only to finance it my job was only to rally the troops my job was only to position a person so we start thinking about how do we get clear or how do we get clear one you got to identify what where you are in your leadership right now we'll look at a different model nehemiah nehemiah had a strategy he just needed arms and legs so if you were yeah. the leader and you already know all the things to do and you just need arms legs and feet cool but if you are Pharaoh, you got to be willing to let your Joseph step in, organize the things, and then you champion that it, can, it needs to get done. You tell everybody, y'all listening to Joseph. Joseph said it, you get it done, and now you work with Joseph. So the one thing is that we have to be able to do as leaders is understand that our leadership role does not require us to be all things. Our leadership role is that we are facilitators of the things that need to get done, right? Okay, I'm going to stop you, right? I'm going to stop you right here because we're going to... Cause you don't warm me out with. I'm so sorry. A vision. Wait a minute. You a vision. I mean, how did you say it? You didn't have. If it if 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 it's something that you can do yourself in 30 minutes, it's not a vision. It's a task. Now that is funny. Just wants to let you know that 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 is funny. Uh, and then I was like, okay. And I just want to add a little bit onto that. And you were saying, okay, you know, Joseph comes in and, and, you know, they have a vision and the person comes to help you. And then you, the person gives you ABC, this is what we need to do. And most leaders, which we're coming after today, so we can help you, whether you're a, a church or whether you're uh, a, a, a missionary, whatever ministry you're in, what she is saying is so powerful because if someone comes to you, you have the vision and then God sends someone with the strategy. You can't just go, okay, well, thank you. And, 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 and go back in the room, like you said, and go back in there and try to write some more notes or, you know, we have to be willing and open to let a Joseph, you know, come in. I love the fact that, that Pharaoh Pharaoh was like, listen, I'm tired of this dream. I don't care where you got to go. Get them out of prison. He didn't say prison. He didn't say none of that. He's like, bring him to me. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love, love, love. I hope y'all listening. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it because we can't be intimidated. And you said something that was so, well, you said a whole bunch of stuff that's powerful. But I love the fact that just because you have the vision doesn't mean that you're the one that's going to do the work. Mm -hmm. God will bring people in. Yeah. And I'm just like echoing, you know, what you're saying and giving people a chance to write it down. I'm sorry, y'all. I do talk fast. That is the point. <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to paint it down. I'm going to paint it down. And I'm really, I'm really glad. And this is going to sound so crazy. 
But I'm really glad, even though you were, you know, a preacher's kid, uh, I really, you know, am thankful that you did not just buy in to that one side and you didn't fit in because we needed you not to fit in so that we can get, you know, faith and strategy. And I just keep hearing that. And it's not necessarily the scripture. It's the, the premise behind it. Faith without works is dead. And I think in church, we never really broke that down. You know, you got to get baptized. You know, we didn't really break it down practically. Yeah. Like what you're breaking down. So, and then you get a whole bunch of amens and teach and preach. And um, she said, if you can complete it by yourself, that jump right there is funny to me. It's not a vision, it's a task. Okay. And then who else? She said, Minister Joy. So, I mean, what you're saying, you know, is so powerful. So, while we've got, um, I didn't ask you how much time you have. Are you okay? I'm here. I'm fine. I'm here. All right. So, let's just give them that. Uh, I know you have a conference coming up in November. We're going to talk some more, but I definitely give them the information now in case somebody has to log off. So, um, in short, God challenged me to create a space where faith and strategy can converge. Mm -hmm. um, and not in a way where we rush through praise and worship and then get to a session. But Friday is designed to be Faith Friday and Saturday is Strategy Saturday. And so the way he gave it to me was Friday, we are literally just opening up in worship. We're going to seek him. We're going to have our notebooks, our blankets, whatever it is that we need to really open up and get divine instruction from God. What do you want us building in the end of this year? What do you want us building in January? Um, and so that Friday is an open session. It's also my birthday. So just come hang out with me. Happy um, birthday. Open session. It's November 17th and 18th. Friday is an open session. I have some amazing um, worship leaders. I got um, a confirmation that Psalmist Jakari is able to join us. We also have a gentleman named Minister Kobe Brown. Um, just amazing open worship flow let god come in and then i have like my mentor um, my bishop some other folks that are joining us um so dr connie stewart bishop sean mason prophet chanel martin she's from atlanta so individuals that are coming in but it really is not designed to be microphone prophecy night it is open worship open ministry i'll share whatever god puts on my heart to share but we really want to download because i don't walk in, want to walk into strategy without instruction right so we want to know what we are strategizing toward. Then Saturday will be a closed session for registrants only, and we're going to spend the whole day together um, just going ahead to work through now that you've gotten your instructions, you've gotten your clarity. Uh, I will be working with them as their Joseph, right? So they will be my pharaohs. I will be their Joseph to really help them interpret and unpack um, what it is that God is saying to them and helping them really map it out and strategize. And so Friday, we're going to dream. Saturday, we're going to strategize, and that's how it's designed. So it's November 17th and 18th. Um, the information's on the website. It's literally whenfaithmeetstrategy.com. Um, so www.everything spelled out. Check the N's and the S's so you get it right. Um, if you're coming from out of town, there's a hotel block. The registration is $197. Um, so that includes your meals on um, Saturday, all of your handbooks, all of the things that you need. Friday, for those that register, there'll be VIP seating. There'll be light refreshments before we start. Um, but Saturday is the meet of the workshop. Um, we're going to be in Brooklyn, New York. I'm going to do like 
Grill at 110 Junior Street. Um, so join us there. But again, all the info is on the website, the hotel blog. All that stuff is on the website, so go over there. Um, and I would love to see you guys um, in November the 17th and 18th. And if you're really nice, you may have some cupcakes, you know, or slice cakes. Somebody buy my cake, you know. Oh, I believe in feeding folks when they show up. So they will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, Friday, because it's just open and it's hard to do headcount on open. Um, right. We may have some light things at the end, but for those that register and I have headcount, those people I can actually make sure that we have solid provision. I was just trying to get you some cake on Saturday. You know, I was just, that's all. Yeah, I, was, um, I, was, cake or any I was just trying to get you some cake. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. Because you, you know, and, and, and what I love, let's see what this, oh, the information is right there. And the, the, the Friday, November 17th equals Dream Saturday. All right. And November 18th, are those the right dates? Yes. It's okay. the Friday and Saturday. Um, the 18th, though, has a limited number of seats. Um, yes. And so you want to... Uh, you want to register. Yeah. Um, and I also cut off registration for headcount. Like, I am very structured about that stuff. So I spelled that wrong. So actually, okay. I spelled that wrong. Take that down. I'll put it back. Uh oh, you spelled it? Okay. Yep. All right. We'll put it. Yeah. I'll put it correctly. I mean, because, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm loving, you know, I'm loving the information and then laughing at you at the same time because you was like, and Nehemiah, he just needed. Hands and see. Joseph was, I mean, it was, it's so clear. You know, I mean, the way you were breaking, you know, the way you're breaking it down is so clear. And um, I guess I want to say this without offending, you know, anybody, because just because your church is not like thousands and thousands of people yet, um, it doesn't mean that God has not called you. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a preacher or a minister. You know, perhaps the strategy and how to reach the people in your neighborhood to get the bodies into the church. You know, we know how to preach Jesus. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving, I'm laughing because it's just, I'm not, I'm laughing with you because it's so plain you were like, it may just be that the people that you're trying to reach, you're not going after that particular audience. And, and uh, Joy is here to help you reach that audience instead of, what did you say? You're going to reach, uh, you're going to reach souls, but not every soul. <laughs> yeah, it's like every soul is not assigned to you personally. Right. We got to know. We got to know who we are called to. I've gotten really clear that I'm not for everybody. I'm not palatable for everyone, right? And I, I think once you reach that level of okayness, then you like you get. When we start thinking about authenticity, I think the one thing that I've realized about authenticity is the key to being authentic is embracing that you're not called to everybody. True. So once I'm clear that I'm not called to everybody, I'm not trying to be palatable to everybody. I can talk clearly. In the way that I talk. Now, for some people, I already know that it's a little too, you know, my vernacular ain't always. You're going to get some a sidewalk. Like, that's just, 
it's just what it is. For, so for people that need things a certain way, once I realized that I wasn't called to them, and so I didn't have to try to keep appealing to them, that I could just lean into what felt natural to me, and that there were groups of people that was like, oh, that's what I've been looking for. That's yeah. the authenticity piece. But some of us are trying to be so palatable, like this universal palatability. And it's like, if everybody, if the whole world didn't accept Christ, what we trying to do by making ourselves the fit for everyone, we're not. Right. And so there's a group of people that will ride and show up. Right. I can send out a text message. They're going to show up. It's never going to connect, but I'm, I don't, I'm not worried about them. There's somebody else's assignment. So I don't have to battle rejection. I don't have to walk in fear. I don't have to deal with any of that stuff because the people that I'm called to are like, I've been looking, sis, where, where you been? I've been looking for you. Right. And right. now we need to like really lean in and thrive. And church is the same way. There are people for whom if our churches showed up, authentically if you as a pastor or a leader knows that like i know i'm called to urban ministry you know maybe you're not called to 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 ex exegete right in the way that some people do like maybe you are called to speak to if that's what you're called to what freedom it is to not have to try to think about the long words and the research of dictionary before you get up to preach but to know that there's people that want to hear it through my experience people that will love me as i am and then those people come in and they feel like they get to be who they are because we all leading from an authentic place um, and then you see church filling up. The biggest example I can use is I'm a pause. When you think about the Sermon on the Mount, if I'm correct, if, I, if I'm correct with it, Jesus starts out only talking to twelve people. Mm. He's talking to his twelve disciples. That is all he intended to talk to. When you look up, the crowd starts the forming. Crowd now the whole yes. world didn't show up. But the people that were in alignment with the 12, the people that were like the 12, the people that wanted to hear with the 12, those people were free to join him. Why? But he wasn't talking to everybody. He literally started a conversation. He's on a mount sitting down talking to his 12. If we got comfortable, I believe that mega churches are birthed when you get clear about your 12. And some of us are trying to talk about everything to everybody. Write that down. When you get clear about your 12. Yeah. The church your business hits your business gets bigger all those things you grow exponentially when you get comfortable and clear and good with i'm talking to my 12. Mm. but there are others like those 12 but when we try to talk to everybody we're not really we're not honing in and really talking to anybody so if you ask me to go back and say you said a whole lot of things what would you want us to take away every ministry leader every entrepreneur Figure out your 12. Get comfortable going up on a mountain with your 12 and talking to your 12. And I guarantee you, you'll look up and the crowd will have followed. See ya. That's how. What's it mean? You hear me? <laughs> because, I, I mean, it's not that I know, know, you know some of these people personally, but I remember, you know, um, seeing something on social media and the man said, you know, uh, we're celebrating 40 years, you know, and there's still 10 people. And I'm going, 40 years? You know, you don't want to say that to them, but I'm going to send them this message. And, um, you know, <laughs> let the Lord speak to them. Uh, because, you, you know, you don't want people to be discouraged. You don't want them to give up. And, and as you know, um, the pandemic, there was a lot of churches that closed. There were a lot of people that said, this is just not working. And in some cases, you know, maybe, you know, that wasn't your call and that wasn't. 
But then more times out of, uh, maybe more times than not, you know, God gave a vision, but they did not get, you know, incorporate either the hands and the feet or the strategy, you know, and that's what, I mean, I know that you, you know, I'm thankful that God kept nudging you because I'm telling you what blessing, blessing me is when faith meets strategy. I love that. To me, there's so much, there's so much in there. And I'm going to do a study on faith without works is dead because I think people just, we just quote it and leave it right there. I don't think, I've never, I don't remember really hearing somebody break that down. I mean, I've heard, you know, you got to work and you got to, you know, do the works of the Lord. And work your faith. We, we work your faith. What does that even mean? What does it mean? How? Exactly. Exactly. So you deep dive and send me the notes. You deep dive. I got you. I got in, you. Into that. Because this, this has really blessed, it's blessed me. Number one, uh, it blessed me because you're young. I know you've been in there 20 you said you've been, you know, used 20 years, but, you know, um, we still look very young. But I'm not, I'm never going to be offended by young. You know what I mean? You can, you know, I'm young is never, never going to bother me. Be very clear. Never go bother So, let's see. Let's see. We talked about that. Did you want to hit on the HR piece? Or did you want to just keep going here? We we can stay in whatever lane you want to drive in. Uh, I, it, at this point, it all connects to me. Like, I've reached my aha, where it all kind of comes together. Okay, um, so when they go to the website, they can get information on the HR piece. Or the when they go there, so that's HR for the culture. So I did separate them as websites. We're going to combine them under joypittman.com. Okay. Um, I couldn't, but HR for the culture. So that particular business is really designed more for individuals that are at multiple six moving into seven figures and they're ready to hire people um that is the work that we do is team development um so when i say i take some of that it is churches are building teams ministries early stage businesses are building teams what i endeavor to do through this is two things that one um, i wanted to create a space where we can be believers and business people at the same time right like i don't have to compartmentalize my brain I don't have to be smart over there and saved over here. I can speak in tongues and write a business plan in tandem at the same time, right? So that to me was super important. Um, HR for the culture side, we work, we're working more with CEOs. We don't have as many pastors on that side, more with CEOs, marketplace leaders, individuals that are saying, I'm growing my business. I've gotten to the point where it requires more than me, but we still use a lot of the faith principles. We still pray out at the end of our coaching calls. Like all that stuff is still a part of the work. So it's believers over there too. If you're not a believer, get the content and then exit out before we pray. So they get the option to opt out of prayer, right? But that's how we're going to close the conversation. But that is really designed for that so we are helping them build their HR infrastructures build their um, their teams build their leadership skills giving them strategies God allows me sometimes to pivot into more business strategy because you got to understand what you're building to know who you need to help build it right like you got to know the infrastructure so we do a little of that work but we lean in heavily there um, and then when we faith meet strategy is really more um, less services and more training and events and workshopping to really help them build that. Um, I have people pulling on me to do consultancy on that side. We will see. Um, but for the most part, um, if you want to consult, you come to an event. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Okay. 
So we just have a few minutes left. Yes. Give us the dates again in November. If you go anywhere near Brooklyn, Manhattan, take the train to Brooklyn. If you're in Manhattan, you know, I go to New York a lot. So. <laughs> all right, tell us the dates again and, and all of that. Yeah, November 17th and 18th. November 17th is a Friday, 18th is a Saturday. Friday is the evening, so it's about 6 to 9 or 10. Um, we're going to let the Lord have his way, but we're going to do it in a timely way. And then on Saturday, it is about a 10 to 3. So workshop breakfast will start at 9. You come in, you eat your breakfast, you eat center. We're going to open up with um, some light worship, and then we're going to get into um, the day. So it'll be a full day of workshopping. So I talk fast. There's a lot of content. There's workbooks. We're going to do work. So we're going to walk out with our faith and our works in tandem um, with a blueprint to really move forward in our ministries. Amen. And you can go to www.winfaithmeetsstrategy.com. Um, so just type it, when faith meets strategy. I didn't make it cute. I ain't spell it fancy. It's the words written on out.com. I mean, all the information is there. I love it. You know, somebody, we, we could just hang out, you know. You just, <laughs> but I love, I was like, oh, wow. I love the fact that they're going to worship uh, on that Friday and let God speak, let God gives the vision, let God, you know, instead of us, okay, God, this is what we're going to do, mm -hmm. and we want you to bless it. You know, I love the fact that you're going to lay you know, uh, in the presence of God, worship, get the vision, get the, um, you know, and then uh, even even God will give the strategy. And then to the next day, you're going to help. You're going, I love that. You're going to be the, you're going to be the Pharaoh. You're going to be the Joseph. What you going to be? The I'll Joseph. They're going to be Pharaoh. I'll be Joseph for the day. Um, and we're going to formulate and we're going to figure out how to mobilize um, and then hopefully we can build some sustainability plans because even in that story, and I won't go off on a tangent, the beautiful thing about that story to me is the folks run out of money. And Joseph is like, bring your cattle. They run out of cattle. They come back with their land. They come back with, and the scripture goes on and it talks about there's certain things that Joseph set up around mm -hmm. them bringing a fifth that yeah. is in place to that day, right? So then uprise the Pharaoh that don't know Joseph, but the systems were still in place. They didn't know the person who created the systems, but the systems were still at work. We want sustainable. So we think about secession. We all excited about T.D. Jakes and what he's doing with Sarah. But, hey, we should have been doing secession planning and handing over and stop handing over stuff after we did. And then the people got to try to get everybody to buy back in and don't know about right. this leader. Handing it over when we're alive and can validate and remind. So even in that part of somebody rose up that didn't know Joseph, when did we stop doing secession? And that is Pharaoh's that doesn't know how we got it. Like, there's so many rich. I'm telling you, the Bible is good. It's good when you read it right. Like, you just read it and you just get all the things out. There's so many stories in there. So that, that sustainability model is what yes. we want to get to so that our churches remain throughout. No matter what the economy is doing, the house of God should be able to flourish. And I believe I believe that I'm helping to do that um, in this position. All right, now. I got to sign off. Amen. But what we got to Hey, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You've been listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word, Heard Here Live, every Monday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network. Also, on my Cheryl Boggs media page, 
and on YouTube, Cheryl Boggs. My guest has been Joy Pittman. She has been an absolute joy. Please go to the website when Faith Meets Strategy. If you're anywhere, listen, fly out there. You need this. You need this. Send your pastor. We need this. Well, again, thank you so much, Joy. It was a joy meeting you. And uh, I look forward to hearing more from you. All right. God bless you. Hey, listen, you guys. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Join me next week. I hope you do. Don't forget, God loves you, and I do too. You've been listening to Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Please send all prayer requests, questions, or comments to rihw at cherylboggs.com. Resting in His Word is a listener-supported program. To find out how you can support the program, you may visit my website at C-H-E-R-Y-L-B-O-G-G-S dot com or call 972-239-0406 for more information. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please read Romans 10, 9 through 13 and pray to receive Jesus in your heart today. You'll be glad you did. And remember, he that dwells in the secret place will always be found resting in his word.